Praise God. Well, this is Bishop Clifford Craft. Amen. I tell you what, I just thought that this was just a powerful, powerful message. It is a message that is so needed for everyone, no doubt, but especially the body of Christ. Because they are, they are believers, they are children of God, and they have to watch the power of the words they speak. Thank you for listening. I pray that you are spiritually growing in the Lord, uh, that you're growing spiritually. Amen. This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. Listen, I want you to know that the notes from this message today are available to you. And you need to look into these notes and check these notes out because I tell you, they are really powerful. I promise you, you will not regret taking these notes and studying these notes out, they're going to cause such spiritual expansion in your life. It's going to give you spiritual growth. Amen. You know how it is a lot of times when you're listening, you're trying not to miss anything. A lot of times you don't jot down your notes. Well, brother, sister, let me tell you something. We got the notes available for you. Check it all out. Amen. It's going to be awesome and beneficial to you. In James chapter three, starting with verse one, This translation is from the English Standard Bible. It says in verse one, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man able also to bridle his whole body. There it is right there. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creatures can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless evil. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made of the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. In verse 11, he said, Does a spring pour forth from the same openings both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives and, and, of great, and a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his own works in the meekness of of wisdom. God Almighty Jesus. <laughs> so he shows us exactly how these things work. With that little thing right there. My mom used to say, put many humps in the ground. That's what she used to say. That little thing right there. Uh, it would seem that we would have learned from our parents talking like that. But the Bible tells you why we didn't. 
The thing is full of deadly, deadly poison. And the Bible said it is extremely difficult to be tamed. Okay. After being born again, that should be a new scenario, though, honestly. And I know that people use it as if we're some kind of victims to our own tongue. That should not be true of a born-again person. It should not be, according to what we learn in the epistles. Because the Bible said we've been given a new heart. We've been given a new heart. With our minds being renewed or changed, we change the way we speak. If we would choose to walk in the love that the Bible tells us to walk in, we would be very careful as to what we say. Slow to speak, quick to hear. But this tongue, the Bible says, so unruly that beasts are more easily tamed than the tongue said the horses have been tamed sea monsters tamed that's true a dolphin would do pretty much what you teach him to do how about that amen there are birds that you can teach to talk and they can say the same thing you say mm-hmm. but that thing right there according to the bible you could have a mind to say good things. If you're not watchful, it'll still come out and say something totally contrary to what you desired to say. Huh. With the unregenerated spirit. Being born again, we should have more control. Over our tongue. Being born again, having our body under subjection, according to scripture, being submissive to the Holy Spirit, we should be able to control the tongue. So that if you do say something evil, you did it intentionally, you did it willfully, you did it because you wanted to. You see? A child of God making excuses for saying evil, wicked, ugly, nasty things from their mouths, amen, they know what they're doing. They do. They do. They choose to do that. Because they don't like to take a bite without biting back. And that's something else that has to be tamed. Yes, you know, on purpose, you have to train your mindset from being revengeful. Yeah, you see, when the, when the uh, <clears throat> Bible says renew the mind, when the mind is truly renewed, you get time to think of what you're about to say before you say it. Then if you wish to just go ahead and say it anyway, that was willful. That was intentional. And that's the kind of stuff that church get in, in, uh, in trouble with, with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that is the truth. And I want to say some things with you that you may not even agree with, but I'm going to say them anyway. And that is an open door for all kind of crazy things to happen to us that's not supposed to happen. We, we allow that door to come open. I'm going to show you here in just a minute that that's true. I chose to lead this message off with the book of James. I know good and well whatever anything happened to me, I already know. I don't have to ask nobody. 
you know. I find a place to go be by myself with the Lord, amen, and I basically just repent. A lot of times I can't say specifically what it is that I might have done or said, but I always say, God, you, you know my heart. You know me. And so show it to me. Re- reveal to me if I don't know what it is. I'm very, I try to be very honest about that. Lord, show it to me. What is it? You know, I just know that I need to correct that. <clears throat> I, like I said, now I'm not here to persuade anybody of anything this evening. I'm not. <clears throat> I know we're supposed to persuade, but this evening I'm talking to people that's been sitting under the word a while. And let me just tell you that when you do that intentionally, you incur uh, different types of afflictions in your life. You want to go for it? I mean, you're looking like you don't believe. You want to go for it? All right, turn your Bible to, I don't even have to go anywhere. I'm in a book right now that I can deal with it from this book. Go to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. I deal with it from right here. But there are many other places I'm thinking that I can go to. Let me know when you're ready. (laughs) Y'all something else, man. Look, look, look. James chapter 5, if you will. Look at verse 13, if you will. Is anyone among you suffering? You see the word, that's, it's the real word, the word afflicted. We talked about this before. If, if any among you afflicted, people seem to think that that means sickness. It does not. It does not. Okay. Is any among you suffering or afflicted? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Now, I actually wrote some notes on this right here. Do you know that that right there has been ignored by the church? I'm talking about let him sing songs and praise. That's been ignored. Do you know that that's a remedy? Okay. Let me, appreciate you, appreciate you. The reason why it's there is because God intended to say that because it means something just like affliction does. And like the next verse that talks about is any sick among you. He says there any merry, any happy. That right there is an antidote. When we are happy to withhold that and not express that, it's not good. Okay, okay, I, I got my notes somewhere because I, I dealt with that, but the Holy Spirit showed it to me, amen. He said that that just wasn't just put there to just fill in the blank. And I, like, I said, but God, I never heard nobody talk about that though. He said, well, and I began to deal with that because what he said is that when you withhold your expressions of your cheerfulness or of your joy, it soon fades, in order to maintain it so that it stays there is that you express your joy. You express your happiness. Okay. Okay, sooner or later I'm going to find the right folks to preach to. Amen. Look, 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 look. Look. That's not there by some kind of default. That's there because the Holy Spirit put it there. Amen. That if there's any merry or happy, elated people, he said, let them do what? You're looking at it. What did it say? Let them do what? Same phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in doing that, you cause that, uh, that joy that you're experiencing to last. It flows on. It flows on. It flows. It flows and flows. When you suppress it, it dies out. Got that one from God. Okay. All right, there we go. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church. Go with me now. Let them pray over him, the one that's sick. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. 
Did y'all hear that? Yeah. The, the, uh, the church at large, all God's people need to read that and believe that. You know why? According to what the Holy Spirit said to me, people who have prolonged sickness, let me read it for you. Okay, I'm going to read it for you. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will do what? Will do what? Save the sick person. Uh-huh. And the Lord will do what? Raise him up. Uh-huh. And if he has committed sins, he will be what? Forgiven. It has been said that most of the time, when a child of God, when they're sick, not afflicted now, and I'm going to do teaching on that to show people the difference. There are many ways to incur afflictions. Okay? Sickness is a whole different thing. Where a malady, where you can't do anything to help yourself, you're having to medicate yourself. A sickness, where it doesn't go away. It's there the next day. It's there the next day. It's there the next day. Look, look, it's past 10 days. They're sick. Now they're prescribing a medicine for the sickness. But they're still sick. Are you with me? The Bible says explicitly they're sin there. If you're going to wrestle, wrestle with somebody else. You ain't going to wrestle with me. I got my Bible right there in front of me. Amen. That, that sin there. And the sin might not be. This is what get trapped most people. They're thinking about the big stuff. And they say, I ain't doing none of that. Ain't got nothing to do with it. Spend, spend quality time in your Bible and you'll find out that there's a lot of sin that people practice that they don't know they're sinning. You ready? I can give you one simple one. One simple one. Gossip. Yes, 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 it's a sin. Yes, but people do it with no problem. Yes, sir. And they justify it. Yeah. Oh, we were gossiping. <laughs> we, you know, hey, I just mentioned such, such, such thing. Such, 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 such thing. Okay, no, the Bible called that gossiping you were just doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, you know, and um, there are certain types of anger. The Bible says anger actually rests in the bosom of fools. So there's a certain type of anger that people don't get rid of in a big hurry. They stay angry with stuff too long. You know? And, and it just take them, it takes too much for them to get rid of it. They are angry person. According to the Bible, they are angry, period. Somebody else might have pushed that button and caused them to be anger at them. But they're actually angry. And they need to talk to God, amen, about a seed called bitterness. Because mm -hmm. the Bible says that it is a seed of bitterness, amen, that can very easily become what is called a bitter root. A root of bitterness. Because once a person allowed that seed or unforgiveness to stay there too long, it takes root yeah. inside of the person. Yes. And it becomes what the scripture calls a bitter weed. Yeah. What one, one, one translation called gall. Bitter gall. You recall the, the, the man in, in the book of Acts where um, Philip preached to Christ all the Samaria, Samaritans get saved, they get baptized, but then Philip sends for Peter and John to come and lay hands on these people to receive the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, Simon the sorcerer received also. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. 
and it says, after he had received, later he finds Peter and he said, Peter, amen. I want the power that you got to lay hands on people so that they will receive the Holy Ghost. How, how much you charging for? He was trying to buy it. What did Peter accuse that man of? Bitter gall, bitter gall inside of him. You see, he, he, he got saved. The Bible say this. Say Simon received too. So he saved, but guess what he's full of? Gall. What does gall cause you to do? You see, he can't, he, he, nobody else said that. Nobody ever even thought about anything as crazy as that. He did. Because when gall is there, so is Satan. But I thought when a person got saved, Satan ain't there. Uh-uh, not in the spirit, not in the heart. Right there, he got a big seat. Because, see, not only does Satan take up resident here, he can't take up resident here when a person is born again. That's, that's absolutely impossible. Nobody better not ever say that to me. I said, you're crazy. How, how Satan and, and, and God going to stay in the same house? It ain't going to happen. No, 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 no. But he can put a major chair right here. And all of us, you know, perhaps y'all will probably have to deal with that. But there are people who are saved and they deal with that. He has a major chair right there. And he rules from there. He rules the Christian. He rules them from right there. See, the antidote is that they are to cast down the imagination. They don't do it. They entertain the imagination. Cast down the imagination. Every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. You see? So they don't know that. So they entertain, you see. So he keep a foothold right there. What would make a Christian cuss somebody out? Come on. A Christian don't even have that in them. They don't. How are they cussing somebody? I would never say that they're not born again if they say they are. I would just tell them, look, 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 look. You got to spend some time with God. Because Satan don't got a stronghold in your mind. I would never say they ain't saved. Who am I to say that? But I would tell them that Satan got a stronghold in their mind. They entertain too much of the wrong things. The Bible tells us what to think on. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. You know, think on things that are lovely. Think on things that are just and true, honest, of a good report. They go things that are pure. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us exactly what to think. You see? You let your mind just fly willy, you know, anywhere it want to. Okay, it will. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it won't? Because it ain't born again. I freak some people out when I talk like that. Oh, Pastor, what do you mean? We ain't born again. I said, I never, I never said that you were not born again. But you just said it. I said, no, I didn't. I said, your head ain't. Well, if I'm born again, my head is. I said, I don't think so. If it was, it wouldn't have to be constantly renewed. That's just like taking a daily bath. Constantly renewed. You know, you go five days without bathing, we're going to smell you a little bit before you even get here. I mean, come on, tell the truth. Yeah, okay. Well, do you know you can smell Christians sometimes? Yes, sir. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not bathing what they need to bathe. Oh, God. <coughs> their mind. Yeah. You get my point? Yeah. They're not bathing their minds. Amen. Amen. So, did I convince you when I read that scripture of what I was saying? Huh? I still didn't convince you? I didn't. Okay. What did, <laughs> thank you, DJ. DJ backing y'all. He he looking out for y'all. Look, 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 look. I read this from a good book. It says, before you can be changed, 
You must change your language. Before you can be changed, you must change your language. You keep talking like, like you always talk. Keep, keep entertaining people that you know ain't born again. But you say they're pretty good people. You like them. Keep on, keep on hanging around them. I got, I got scripture here, man. Tell me exactly what's going to happen to you. Keep on helping. Keep on. Uh, 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 First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. I know what it said. I don't have to ask nobody. I know what it said. It says what? Bad association, corrupt, good manners. Like attract like. Like attracts like. So you think it's okay for y'all to hang out, huh? And I got scripture already back here in the back and tell them that you not even have fellowship with them. But see, some saints get offended by that. Come on, man. I mean, you know, hey, she don't claim to be no Christian, but she pretty cool people. Well, then help yourself. Ain't nobody going to tell you what you can't do. Help yourself. I just want you to know how, how they're going to affect you. Yeah. You will. Oh, oh, no, I can handle myself. I can handle myself. Well, go for it then with your bad self. See, you're you, you smarter than God. Because wow. God said don't do it. You say it's okay. Go for it. Go for it. And, and, and let me say this here too. And, and I'm, not try, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm dead through. You got some Christians, God knows. God knows this is sad where they can jump over God's word just like it ain't nothing. Hey, I know, I know, I know, I know the Bible say that. You know, but, but there no, no, but, man, no, but what? Come on. <laughs> I said the Bible said it. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know. I said, well, you know, whatever. See you. I just told you the truth. You know, you, 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 you can't. Take out the Bible, what you want to take out of and that that you, you know, you don't do that. Okay. When, when the child of God come to a place where he or she would say, you know what? I'm just living this Bible. That's what I'm doing. I realize that it's going to make me look kind of different. You know, I know people going to be looking at me like this and that, you know, but I'm going to go ahead and live the Bible. Look, don't you even worry about how folks look at you. (laughs) Shoot, shoot, I could care less. And I mean that. If you do not change your language, you cannot change yourself. Proverbs chapter 14. And uh, verse 2. Verse 2. He who walks in uprightness reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord. But he who is contrary and devious in his, in his ways despises him. Verse three. In the fool's own mouth is a rod to shame his pride. But the wise man's lips preserves them. How about that? Did y'all hear that? Chapter 15. Verse 4. A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. Now, the Bible says so much about what the tongue can do. The power of the tongue. The power of your words. It says that the tongue bring healing. How about that? How about that? And the scripture teaches that the tongue can bring the individual his or her healing and can bring healing to others too. I'm going to read the verse in just a moment. Amen. When you see the power in your mouth, praise the Lord. Amen. I just know that you're enjoying that message, or at least you should be. Amen. I tell you, when I first heard the message, I was just so, so blessed by that to know that I could 
have a better future, to know that I could change my life and to know that my destiny could be a good destiny. That's a wonderful thing. Amen. That I could change, amen, my finances, that I could change my health, that I could change things around me through by speaking the word. So thank you for tuning in. Amen. This is powerful. Amen. Continue to listen to this message. Amen. Let the Bible speak for itself. Look, if you will, at um, Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12. <clears throat> All right. And let's read verse, verses 13 and 14. Anybody has the King James? Would you read it for me, please, if you do? Verse 13. And 14 from the book of Proverbs. Do you have it? Okay, I'm reading the Amplified. It says, the wicked is dangerously snared by the transgressions of his lips. You may read that again. The wicked is dangerously snared by the transgressions of of his lips, but the uncompromisingly righteous shall come out of trouble. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. And there are people who uh, keep themselves in bondage, keep themselves uh, afflicted, uh, keep themselves uh, in a bad way. They keep themselves without what they need. The Bible said it is because they are just wicked. Now, if you can imagine this, <laughs> I can go back and remember when I first got saved and I used to read that stuff. I said, God, am I wicked? <laughs> you certainly were before you got saved. Okay. But then you're not to think like you used to. Yes, sir. Because if so, even though you're born again, you are putting yourself in a category of them that are wicked. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Because I read that and I'm like, I got, I'm saved now. How is it that I'm wicked? Okay. So the Lord say you're now born again. You're not wicked. If you keep yourself there where you allow anything to come out of your mouth, you put yourself in a category, category of him that is wicked. In other words, you're born again, but you're talking wickedness. You're speaking contrary to truth. Did you know that? That we say things, especially when we don't know that we shouldn't say those things, those things become contrary to the truth. And that's not good. <clears throat> Paul then would say to all of us, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. Why, Paul? A workman that need not be ashamed. Huh? Rightly dividing the word. Come on. So we learn how to rightly divide the word. I know when, when Paul wrote that, he was speaking of old covenant, new covenant. But at the same time, it still remained a principle, you see, to rightly dissect the word and know how to speak it, as the scriptures say, in a season. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. The wicked is dangerously snared by the transgression of his lips. But the uncompromisingly righteous shall come out of trouble. Verse 14. From the fruit of his words, a man shall be satisfied with good. Did you hear what I said? 
Verse 14. From the fruit of his words, a man shall be satisfied with good. How about that? He produces his welfare. From working with his hands, yeah, with his hands too. But the Bible said before he said anything about hands, it say his mouth, yes. his words. So he produces his future with his mouth. That's powerful. That's too powerful to, like, to let alone, you know, to leave alone. Amen. How did to deal with that? Amen. That God, you mean to tell me that at age twenty, I could have begun to. Uh, begun rather to prepare my future at that age by what I was speaking. God said, you got it. What? Yes. Had you known what to say? God Almighty. Amen. With your heart being right, you could have had a prepared for uh, a very, very rich and blessed future. It's all scripture. But here's what the Lord teaches us. At whatever age you began to learn, it's not too late. Because believe it or not, what you do this year, amen, you will reap it next year. Or sometime up the road anyhow, if you stay in this world. That's why it is so important that on purpose, intentionally, we train our heart so that our heart train our mouth. How do you train your heart, pastor? I tell you, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let me jump from where I am to go somewhere else. I just heard something right in my spirit. Go, if you will, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2, but I think I'm going to jump on 2 because it would take too long to to read them both. Um, Let's go for chapter 2. See, when we let the word of God dwell in us richly, Uh, Paul goes on to say, in all wisdom. Huh? Because the book of Proverbs teaches us that whenever a person chooses not to ignore God's word, but to hear God's word constantly is considered a wise individual. Uh Uh-huh. And Proverbs 4 and 7 say it is the principal thing. Uh Uh-huh. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's saying all that you're getting, get wisdom. Get what? Understanding. Glory be to God. Amen. Why? God says it is the principal thing. It is the first thing. It is the first thing. It should have preeminence in our life, but we're not taught that from children. We don't know that. But it should have first place in our life. Our parents Basically, shouldn't even let us go outside to play. I'm talking about these kids. Shouldn't even go outside to play until we have learned something that day that has to do with their, with their, their present, their life, or their future. It is a very wise parent to teach their child wisdom even when that child rebelled. When the child rebelled, the Bible says you see already they got a foolish spirit in them. So you, somewhere along the line, you don't allow that to happen. You have allowed that to happen because they got one. Yeah. Well, mama, they don't know why I got to do that. They got full of spirit. Yeah. Now, you can sit and entertain that, and they can become very cunning. Yeah. You're allowing this. You're allowing this. Yeah. No, you, don't, you, you are the one that's in control. They're not. Yes. You're the adult. They are not. Right. You just, they just do what you tell them to do. Right. So a lot of people that mean to be mean, well, if so, then let me be mean with a crown on my head. Amen. Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying because <clears throat> I'm just telling the truth. See, I didn't get a chance to raise my kids, uh, but I got uh, saved a little bit later in life. But then those that were there, they thought they were victims. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you were at this table at five o'clock in the morning reading the Bible. They were 
<clears throat> you know, they do all that. You know what I mean? They say a whole lot of crazy stuff and, and whatever. I said, but you know what? You're going to read. Read. Now you, read. You, read. Okay? Look at y'all looking at me saying, oh, that was so mean. I did it. I sure did. Because you're about to go out there in that world and you don't know nothing. Yeah. So some parents would rather risk sending their children out there in the world and hope it be all right. Wow. Uh-uh. The scriptures don't teach that. Right. Teach them in the way that they should go and they'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so, <laughs> so I let people do what they want to, but the truth is God shows us the way. Say the way. The way. See, the Bible say there's a way that seemed to be right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. All right. So God then give you the way. Amen. You say, well, Lord, what, what is the way? He say it is the perfect way cannot fail. Amen. Oh, you mean God, I can live a life like that? Yes. Yeah. Sure. He says so. Ain't that rich? Yes. It is to me. It's rich. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> look, look, look. Chapter, chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. Ready? Yes. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech of wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men. Here we go. But in the power of God. Yet among the mature, we, we, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of this world or of the rulers of this age or of this world who are doomed and come to nothing. Verse seven, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. For our glory, verse eight, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those that love him. You see that? Look at verse 10. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit that, uh, that is in the person, which is in himself? So alone, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Verse 13, and we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Verse 14, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness or folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerning. The spiritual person judges all things, but he himself is judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's the wisdom of God. And to walk around every day and act like you don't possess it, that's foolishness. Yeah. I depend on God speaking to me when I don't know the answer to, oh. to something. Yeah. I'm, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and I have had it to happen to me, come thinking of was Gwen Boss. He, he, he drove, he, we we uh, drove together to Everton. I forgot, he wanted to see the building. I forgot why we went there. Yeah. And uh, all the way there, he did a whole lot of talking. If once in a while I say something, 
So around Hull, Georgia, somewhere in that area, uh, Carver, whatever, he said, Claire, do you hear me? I said, yeah. He said, why don't you say something? I said, what you want me to say? He said, Claire, Claire, come on, Claire. Why you answer so slow? I said, why, why shouldn't I? Right. Oh, well, we became very good friends after that. Because he understood that I had wisdom. Yeah. I'm not supposed to come blabbing out of my mouth. Let, let me tell you something. A person that does not dissect, dissect, a person that does not read his thoughts, yeah. the blueprint, yeah. before he come out of his mouth, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Your very words can do two things. They can help you or hurt you. Yeah. All right, so because I know that, and I'm talking about even in everyday life, yeah. I say the wrong thing. Uh, this man who wants to help me, at the time, uh, he gave us money to restore the church. He could have very easily said, no, my credit wasn't about flip at the time. Could do nothing. I could do nothing. But he was so convinced after our trip over there and back. He said, I like this man. I don't know why I like him. Because let me tell you something. And so Larry Blunt, Dr. Larry Blunt felt the same way about me. You know what I mean? He said, bro, you might not have gotten all that college education you want. He said, but I tell you, he said, I just learned so much from you. It is because I wait to see what would the spirit of God say to me. Yeah. I, I guess there are times where he just don't come like that. But I have my way of waiting on him. Yeah. I have my way of doing it. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I wait to give the answer. Anything. A deal crossing the street. A nice vehicle I saw. You know. Anything, uh, bend over, stooping down to pick up something off the floor. I give myself time to think about what I'm going to say. It's called intelligence. And then I give an answer. Really, some people say, say, you don't you don't realize that you hurt yourself when you do that. And let me tell you something about business people. Amen. Don't be fooled. They don't like you when you're like that. The average business person do not like a person that's blabbermouth. They don't. They don't. And there's a good reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. You realize that they can hurt the business. Oh, you missed all that, didn't you? Yeah. No. Learn learn it from your your pastor. Don't be quick to to, uh, impress people. Don't be quick to impress them. No. What you think about me on that? You know, whether you think I'm smart or whether you think I'm dumb, you know, keep on talking. You'll find out how much sense I got. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, but don't, don't impress people. I don't. Amen. When it's time to be impressive, amen, it would be the Holy Spirit that leads you. Yes. He will lead you. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Nothing greater to me than uh, being led by God's spirit. Oh, my God, there's nothing in this world. Nothing. There is absolutely nothing in this world. Being led by God's spirit. Uh, Chapter 12, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 18. Let me show you how much. The Bible has to say about this apparatus here. You know, the Bible speaks of the lips. It speaks of the tongue. It speaks of the mouth. Amen. I call that this great apparatus. (laughs) Verse 18. There are those who speak rationally like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. How about that? The Amplified Bible said they speak rashly. Shut that down. Hush. 
Shut that up. And it's not good. And I know people are going to hear this. I know they are. And I know they're going to argue with it. But I'm going to say it because I want everybody to know that this is true. People do more damage to themselves with their mouth than anybody else outside of you could do to you. If you think it's, it's popular to let everybody know how you doing, you got to let everybody know where, where the pain is, how much you've been hurting and all of that. I'm telling you right now, we read that, that the neurosurgeons say that when you talk like that, the body responds to your words yeah. and say, okay, well then let's just get sick and stay sick. Look, let me read this one more time. I know it's a little bit away from what I wanted to, to, to talk to tonight, but, but uh, people need to really get this right here. Let me see if I find, yeah, here we go. Listen to this here. <clears throat> it's called the creative power of the spoken word. Say, there are certain steps we must follow for faith to be properly incubated. And a central truth we must learn about the realm that faith operates in. There's also a basic principle about the spoken word that we need to understand. So I want to speak to you about the creative power of the spoken word and the reason why the, the usage of it is of such importance. One morning, I was eating breakfast with one of Korea's leading neurosurgeons who was telling me about various medical findings on the operation of the brain. He asked, Dr. Cho, did you know that the speech center in the brain rules over all the nerves? You ministers really have power because according to one recent findings in neurology, the speech center is the in the brain rather has total dominion over all the other's nerves. Then I laughed and saying, "I've known that for a long time." How did you know this? He asked. In the world of new of neuro, neuro, neurology, rather, these are new findings. So I replied that I had learned it from Doctor James, who who is this Doctor James? He asked. He was one of the famous doctors in biblical times. Now, y'all know that he's talking about the James we're reading from, right? Yeah. All right, all right, let me read this here. It says, nearly 2,000 years ago, I replied, and in his book, chapter 3, uh, the first few verses, Dr. James clearly defines the activity of the importance of the tongue and the speech center. The neurosurgeon was completely amazed. Does the Bible really teach this? Yes, I answered. The tongue is the last, is the least rather member of the body, but can bridle the whole body. Then this neurosurgeon began to expound their findings. He said that the speech nerve center has such power over all of the body that simply speaking can give one control over his, his own body. DJ, I've been, I've been teaching this for years. I didn't get it from him. Am I right, Ann? I teaching this uh, 30 years ago. But, but, but because a neurosurgeon is actually admitting to it, that's what got my attention. Now, well, now watch what he says. He said, he said that the speech nerve center has such power over uh, the body that simply speaking can give one control over his body to manipulate it in the way he wishes. He said, if someone keeps on saying, I'm going to become weak, then right away all the nerves receive that message and they say, oh, oh, let's prepare to become weak. For we've received instructions from our central communication that we should become weak. They then, in natural sequence, adjust their physical attitudes to weakness. If someone says, well, I have no ability, I can't do this job, 
Then right away, all the nerves began to declare the same thing. Yes, they respond. We receive instruction from the central nervous system saying that we have no ability to give up striving to develop any capacity for capability. We must prepare ourselves to, to, to be part of an incapable person. How many of y'all got slapped in the mouth uh, as a child saying, don't you say you can't do that? <laughs> look, look, look. If someone keeps saying, I'm very old, I'm so very old, and am tired and can't do anything, then right away, the speech central control responds giving out orders to that effect. The nerves respond, yes, we are old. We are ready for the grave. Let's be ready to disintegrate. If someone keeps saying that he is old, then that person is soon going to die. This is a neurosurgeon talking to him. <laughs> Look, the neurosurgeon continues saying that man should never retire. Once a man retires, he keeps repeating to himself, I am retired. And all the nerves start responding and become less active and ready for quick death. That conversation carried much meaning for me and made an impact on my life for I could see that one important usage of the spoken word is the creation of a successful personal life. People easily adapt to speaking in a negative way. Boy, am I poor. I have even no money to give to the Lord. When, I, when an opportunity does come for a job with a good salary, the nervous system responds, I am not able to be rich because I haven't received that re reverse instruction from my nerve center yet. I am supposed to be poor, so I can't accept this job. I can't afford to have no, the money. Uh, like attracts like. And since you act out, let me, where's that at? Let me read this. Good about Woo! And since you act out, you were a poor person, you attract poverty. It's actually in the Bible. Yeah. When people, I ain't got, man, I tell you, I ain't, I'm broke. Just a broke that one be. Do you know they might have had a little something? It's coming. Well, according to the principle of the Bible, they're going to lose it. Yeah. It's going to be taken away. Ain't that God Almighty? Look, 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 look. You attract poverty, this attraction, if it uh, remains consistent, will allow you to permanently dwell in poverty. Exactly as the Bible said nearly 2,000 years ago, it is so today. Medical science has just recently discovered this principle. This one neurosurgeon said that people should keep saying to themselves, I am young. I am able. I can do the work of a young person no matter what my chronological age is. Mm. The nerves of that person would then come alive and thus receive power and strength from the nerve center. The Bible says clearly that whosoever controls the tongue controls the whole body. What you speak, you are going to get. If you keep on saying that you are poor, then all of your, your system conditions itself to attract poverty and you will feel and you will feel at home in poverty. You would rather be poor. But if you keep on saying that you are able, that you can achieve success, then all of, the, of your body would be bridled to success. You would be ready to meet any challenge, ready to conquer it. This is the reason you should never speak in a negative way. He says this here. He says, in Korea, we have a habit of making frequent use of words having to do with dying. Common expressions are, oh, it's so warm I could die. Oh, I've eaten so much I could suffocate to death. Oh, I'm so happy I could die. 
Oh, I'm, I'm scared to death. Koreans repeatedly use these negative words. That is the reason that throughout Korea's 5,000-year history, we have been constantly dying, constantly at war. My generation has never seen total peace in our country. I was, I was born during World War II, grew up during the Korean War, and now still live in a country on the brink of war. Before you can be changed, you must change your language. <clears throat> if you do not change your language, you cannot change yourself. If you want to see your children change, you must first teach them to use the proper language. If you want to see uh, rebellious and irresponsible youth changed in, into responsible adults, you must teach them this new language. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.